Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Episode 110 of your favorite NFL show. End of an era in Seattle and end of an era in Steeler Town as Big Ben and Russ look done. Deja vu for the playoffs. I'm seeing Bucks Packers happening again. Stay tuned. And we are getting ready for Bill's Pats on Monday Night Football to decide the AFC East. Here we go. Freestyle. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 110. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening all over the world, ni hao, previet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, ciao, and... Vonagum. That's Sri Lankan for hello. And thank you for listening. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Our uh, audience has doubled this season, so hopefully you're making some money like we are. Um, my few picks went four and two. For the second week in a row, we are 38, 33, and one. Weird Mike went two and zero. Oh. That makes him seven and zero. Oh. For the past two weeks, since he removed the asterisk, I'll let him explain that in a little bit. Our futures bets are looking okay. We need the Raiders to get one more win, and we need the Steelers to get a couple more, which is not looking good because Big Ben looks 140 years old. Uh, if you had the Seahawks on Monday Night Football, you might still be crying. I think, I think Russ is too. If you can't run the ball, stop running the ball. Okay, 14 runs for 30 yards. You're down a touchdown. What are you doing? couple of dark horses making their way into the late brackets of the NFC playoffs and AFC playoffs. Which teams are real? Which teams are fugazi? We talked about that last week, but um, we might need to talk about that again. A couple of fugazi teams out there. College football blew up this weekend. If you're a Michigan fan, we've been waiting for this for 10 years. And uh, that was pretty awesome. That's what college football is all about. Lincoln Riley to USC because Oklahoma just a, sucks as a state. Pretty good football program. But do you want to live in Norman the rest of your life if you're really good at stuff? Probably not. Uh, Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame right before the possible college football playoff to LSU. Have you seen their uh, facilities? I go there, too, for $95 million. Although I'm a big Irish fan, I love the movie Rudy. Um Hucks Titans, not looking so good. Jesus Christ, they got a problem. Weird Mike called it last week. The guy's been right ever since he removed the asterisk in his life. We want to thank Dewey for coming on last week. Remember to check BetOpenly, BetOpenly.com. It's the future of friggin' betting. And because of BetOpenly and Justin Tucker's field goal, they saved my weekend uh, after the Rams blew up in my face. Anyway, so yeah, I was actually cheering for that Justin Tucker field goal, which I find in my history of football betting, Mike, I never am on that side. I'm also always cheering for Justin Tucker to miss, which he didn't, and he covered the spread. Thank you, Mr. Tucker. 7-0 in the last two weeks, Mike. How far are you? Mm. Uh, like last week, happy slash jaded. 7-0, just a minor bump. On the account, got a little crazy. Was looking for Spike City with that Patriots alt line, which saved me. Huckster, truth be told, there's nothing wrong with the Titans. They are an old team with the one of the latest buys they've ever had. They limped to it after a massive win streak against the best teams in the league. Nothing is wrong with the Titans. On the road, in the cold, Vrabel, Belichick, student. They got a horrible record. He had some mild success. This wasn't the spot. On to Monday night for the Patriots. We're talking about in length. I want to shout out the Cemetery crew. I legit stole all your phones after the Turkey Bowl. We won the game. Defensive MVP. First time ever, Jeff. It meant something. I am not known as a defensive stalwart. I got MVP for two picks and my defensive strategy. Went bracket coverage on Marco. He was furious. We won the game. We got a whole bunch of look who's talkers. Thanks to those crew and um, <clears throat> big weekend of football. Seven and all. I got the weird pick coming up. Gambling donut. Super jacked. This is the only football show that you listen to, folks, where a cemetery crew gets shouted out. <laughs> Maybe two out of every four weeks. Shout out cemetery crew. Stay alive, folks. <laughs> yeah, as far as the, as far as the Titans are concerned, I don't know if there's a team that if you took away their three big best weapons that they would look anywhere close to the way they could look. 
But as far as the difference between Derrick Henry and his replacement, Julio Jones and his replacement, and A.J. Brown and his replacement, and the way that Tannehill throws a lot of those 50-50 balls that A.J. Brown and Julio go up and get, yeah, it's just kind of a, a thunderstorm of, of bad injury luck for a team in the exact three spots that really couldn't handle it. Hawk Daddy, Titans, they were hot for a while. I don't, I don't know if I'd take them versus the Browns right now. Okay, let's settle down here, Jeff. Let's settle down. <laughs> like them. like Weird Mike said, they've they've been up against the best teams in the league. They've got the latest bye week you can have, and they haven't had their star running back for what, like a month and a half? I think he still leads the league in in, in carries. <laughs> Isn't that probably problem? yards too? It's not Taylor right just there. got him. Taylor just got him, but it took two just got weeks. him. Yeah, okay. They let go of Adrian Peterson, eh? Yeah, he's, like I said, he's an old, he's the old guy. Yeah, it's hard to have geezers running the ball. Frank Gore apparently calling calling Frank Reich up. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, probably a good week for the Titans bye week. A uh, couple teams coming off some mini buys that are playing each other this week. We were all over the Raiders, all over the Raiders, which yeah, helped well set done. up a well great done, weekend. Money line spread, everything. Up until the four o'clock set, I was having the best week of my of my NFL season. I was four and zero on Hugh picks heading into four o'clock. I had a perfect BC pools ticket called Toto, where you can still get two wrong and win a, quite a lot of money. I was perfect with the Giants winning outright by four. With the Dolphins winning outright by four, with the Jets winning outright by four, all I anyway, and then the, the Rams blew up, the Chargers blew up in my face, and uh, and that's the way she goes, folks. And then the Seahawks last night, but uh, anyway, Raiders coming off a mini buy, Cowboys coming off a mini buy. Cowboys don't have their coach going into this Thursday night's game against the Saints. No mini buy, Jeff. I said it last week. They played on Thursday. Yeah. Playing Thursday. It's not a mini buy. Oh, okay. You're right. It's seven days. Just for the Cowboys and Saints, not a mini buy, but the Raiders did get did get one right. as well as the Bills, and they get the extra day, helping them yep. prepare for the biggest game of the season. Max days off for the Bills, 11 days. Yep. Uh, Bills Mafia most certainly invaded Bourbon Street. Yeah. One of our local stalkers, Rob McDonald, sent me some pictures. I actually got nice. a couple pictures sent to me. Yes. People listen to you, Mike. They they answer your questions. You know? I, uh, I apologize. I doubted the allegiance and the allure of Bourbon Street. It is one wild time. And I hope the tables are swept into these massively large gutters on Bourbon Street. Huge win. <laughs> I said it last week. They need the fast track. Yeah. They fucking got it. Superdome's fast. 31 points. Digs eight catches. Knocks with a pair. You know, even running the ball a couple 20 times, rushing the ball. They need a fast track. Early forecast. Monday nighter. Chili Bonans at the Ralph or Highmark or whatever the Favre. <laughs> um, minus 11 feels like 20K wins. Minus 11 Barely. on Monday Night Football? feels like you got a minus five yeah. but yo like we said monday night at 11 10 p.m it's not fucking cold <laughs> yeah. okay it is cold i don't care what you're wearing how you dress you're cold so okay? so so who does this affect because like you know you gotta it's page you know belichick's patriots they're, they're a tough team they practice outside but it, and the bills you know they're, as we're talking about, they're a fast track team. They're not your classic Buffalo team that likes cold weather football. Maybe the defense does, but not our offense. However, cold weather and snow or rain, much different. So if it's not, if it's, if it's a dry track, but it's cold, still like the Bills offense. Now, here's my question. Mac Jones, has he ever Tell played a, a, a colder game than this or anywhere close to as cold? Ah, rookie got some jitters. Let me tell you, they just opened the floodgates at the wrong time. All those Southern Ontario Brady Boner Batties going to be flooding through the peace gates. I'm one of those. I wish I could be going. <laughs> also, when I said it out loud, minus 10 at 11.15 on a Monday, uh, soft pass from Weird Mike. <laughs> that was the, that was it. I was rallying on Thanksgiving. Shout out, Hernsey. Great host. Love it. Good times. Um, so, solid chance. That was 
That was the death blow. Solid chance that uh, this look who's talker, uh, myself, tell me, and uh, and Brooke and Joe Meaford, if he's listening, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I think we're getting some Bills tickets for Christmas, <laughs> and we'll be going Falcons Bills on January second. Uh, hopefully to clinch something important. Wouldn't that be nice? Because the Falcons don't stand a chance. Let me tell you. Anyway, very fired up to get back to the Ralph. I will continue to call it the Ralph. Might name it my dog Ralph. Sorry. Anyway, I'm should've very named, fired up. Should name one of those geese Ralph. Should have the one that didn't respond the best. You should have called Ralph. Uh, Chloe. Yeah, Chloe ignores me. <laughs> uh, Huck Daddy. Before we get into this week's games, back from Bahamas. Still got your nose. Still got your musty. How was it? You all right? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. The little weekend in the sunshine, just what we needed. Fucking right, bud. How how many uh how did you go in the ocean? Yes, of course I went in the ocean. How many times? How many times? I couldn't even tell you. At least every morning. I would say at Huck. least two or three times a day. Huck, do you remember? Whoa. Do you remember when we were living in Cayman Islands? Me and Huck lived in Cayman Islands, helped start SWS Cayman, the flyboard water sports company down on Seven Mile Beach. But do you remember we were living there and we like we worked in the ocean? Like I as that one of the guys doing most of the instructing. Huck was more on the business end. Uh, I was in the water about, you know, six hours a day, every day. We, there was we all were, man. We started our day at the boat ramp. Yeah, but there were locals. Do you remember, Huck? There were locals that lived there their whole life. And they told us, like, I haven't been swimming in, like, five years. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's 37 degrees every day. <laughs> what the fuck are you yeah, talking madness, about? Madness, madness. And it was like, and they'd be wearing shoes and jeans on the beach. Anyway, weird shit. Of course you went so swimming. You, that's awesome, man. You saw the ebbs and flow of the ocean, the rise and fall of the tide daily, timing work skeds around it. That's, uh, you know, forget sex in the city. Let's fucking market Jeff and the ocean. And like just it. like that, we got Huck back. <laughs> that's a little sex in the city for you. I'm sure some of you guys have to watch it. I sure do. Um, okay. So uh, back to the futures quickly. We told you to take the Tom Brady to win the MVP about six weeks ago at plus a thousand. He's still the reigning favorite at around plus 300. Uh, keep your tabs on that. If you like Brady, just wait a little bit. Uh, I believe some of these other guys will catch up like our boy, Josh Allen, the Wyoming farm tank, especially if he smokes the Pats this Monday, he's right back up in the favorites. Big game, we big told game. Big game. We told you to take the Chiefs at plus 1300 to win the Super Bowl. This way you could bet against them, blah, blah, blah. You guys know how I like to do these futures and then hedge them. They're now at plus 800. Bills are plus 700. They were 850 before the Saints game, plus 700. Still some good value there. You want to throw down like 200 bucks on the Bills to get a free trip if the Bills win the Super Bowl. Anyway, uh, yeah. Bills in La La Land. Bills, Bills in La La, La, La Land at beating SoFi. Tom Brady. I you messaged. Know what? You got to you got to organize this, Hugh. You got to get a studio full of Jimmy Kimmel of Just Bill's Mafia. They would farvin love it. That'd be good, eh? That would be, be something else. We got to find a way to get to this Super Bowl because I'm telling you, the bills are going. And so I messaged one of our look who's talkers, my boss of oh, 15 years now, Jordy Newland's big Bills fan. I messaged him. He's in Niagara Falls. I just texted him. Hey, I'm just letting you know the bills are going to the Super Bowl. We got to find a way there. He knows people. <laughs> He's like, he's like a hundred. We're in. Don't underestimate somebody who's willing to put a second lien on their house to go to the <laughs> Super Bowl. Okay. That's a, <laughs> that is a dude not to be messed with. That guy can go either way. But anyway, let's do it, baby. Let's go watch the Bills beat Hucks Titans in Nashville and then fly straight to the Super Bowl a couple no, no, weeks no, later. You're crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Um, so we're going to go to our picks. Uh, in a second, college football blew up over the weekend. Michigan with a big win at Ohio State. I know our boy Harris was fired up. I, I actually, I, 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 I just mentioned this to you before the show. As much as I think, I like to think of myself as a sharp or a pretty good handicapper of NFL games, I do so much research on this. It's insane. I take this very seriously, folks. My Hugh picks are right up there, just below my relationship as far as like what I do with most of my time. Um, but it's turned, it's made me realize that I'm a bit of a square on college football. That's why I don't share my college football picks as much. I like to think that I know what I'm doing and make some money off it. I hammered Michigan, hammered them. 
I like the home crowd. I like the young quarterback on Ohio State and just, you know, there's max effort and then there's nine year drought for seniors, max effort. And we saw it pretty great game. Uh, yeah. And then Lincoln Riley, you know, ever since, first of all, apparently reports came out that he's not pumped. that Oklahoma's joining the SEC. Obviously you could become a bottom tier team very fast instead of like a guaranteed nine win yeah. season, just because you're, you know, the big 12 sucks. Also when the local Oklahoma paper was on some skyscraper with binoculars finding out that Caleb Williams was taking most of the first team snaps and then reported it. And he just stopped practice. He was furious. And he's like, I'm, you know what? This small town shit. I'm, this is, this is ridiculous. I'm gone. And did you see his deal? I posted it on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, by the way, at Hughes talking or at weird Mike or at Huck media. Uh, $100 million. They're buying both of his homes in Norman, Oklahoma for $500,000 over the asking price. They bought him a $6 million home in LA because he literally had to leave like overnight because Oklahoma was going to kill him. And um, yeah, probably all personnel decisions. The the guy just struck gold Yo. in LA. All right. I've been holding my tongue. You've been all over this Lincoln Riley. I don't know what side you're on, really. You've just been reporting some pretty cool stuff. I think I just put myself in his shoes and I would do the same thing. The guy's a time slot hack. Oklahoma finally gets called to the big time in the SEC and a chance to prove his recruits. The first time in a long time, Oklahoma was playing some real D. I know the Bedlam game got out of hand, but um, they, they got the call. They were going to get the good recruits. And he shifts over to the West Coast. Of course, you take the $100 million, but it's the easier path. Yeah. So what's he trying to do? What's your goal here as a football coach in the college football? You want to win national championships or do you want to play in the best conference? Anyway, I'm with him there. I've never been to Oklahoma, but I feel like it's one of those states that if I skip, <laughs> I won't really regret it. <laughs> Huck, you ever been to Oklahoma? Never even thought about it. Exactly. I feel like it's a gas station if you're driving from Texas to Arizona and you go like the northern route. All right, yeah, well, let's get some Oklahoma burgers. That's where uh, that's where our boy Big Ben is going to be buying his new pig ranch. <laughs> that motherfucker's done. So. He's done, man. That was a retirement match. Big Ben and the Steelers in that generation forum uh, a la mode are done. It's, I think it's, Tomlin stays. I think Big Ben had his aha moment uh, on the second pick six. The second pick that almost went to six. The first one was terrible. There could have been more, too. There, yeah. The, and, you know, they're going to win a few more games. They might even... I, I don't think they're going to squeak into the last wild card. No, but they either. might be hanging around that last week. You know, that second last week might still be alive. If Mike Tomlin's pr proved anything in the last 15 years, he wins games late in the season that he's not supposed to. They're going to start resting vets. Minka, Hayden. No, these they guys won't. that want. Yes, they will. There's eight weeks left, Mike. They're it's, not going to just I, I, rest saying, their I'm vets. <laughs> it's, if, the, if the bottom falls out, big hole in the side of this ship, Mel. Either way, until until the Steelers get a new quarterback, I don't can't see myself putting really man any money on them. And who comes to town? The hated, weirdly hot Ravens with two of the weirdest wins I've seen in a long time at Chicago on the road with a third string. <laughs> Which is a coach that looked like he wanted to lose. Yeah. And versus a Cleveland team with a coach that couldn't know how to win. They're the first team to throw letter. first team to throw four interceptions and win in like a hundred, a hundred, a hundred years or something like that. Steve Young anyway. said this. Steve Young said this on the Monday Night Football countdown. The Ravens' defense is the scariest defense in the league right now. The way they're swarming, they got some pretty good athletes, and they won that game. So yeah, my money will be far away from Big Ben and the Steelers until it is just the Steelers, and I believe yours should too. Well, they're they're done. They, they, Mason's not the answer, and nope, they don't have, they, still can't find his helmet, man. They don't have a they don't have a, a good thrower of the football, and that's a big problem. As and, and Russ was missing people last night, 
I, 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 I drank the potion. I was watching NFL countdown three hours before Pete Carroll's like, yeah, Russ feels good. I'm not saying he didn't feel good last week, but he just looks better. And I think we got it with it. We got our cornerback back. And now I know it was all hooey. It was all BS. I think he knew that Russ was not good and they were just fucking with us. He's missing wide open, short passes, not even looking at DK Metcalf all game. And then they were running the ball for an average of one yard a run until the late third quarter. So, yeah, well, while they were completing one yard runs, Washington was completing one yard passes like it was their fucking job. That was insane. Give me 17 more yards for a $200 prop strike. How about the Niners? How about the Niners and the Washington football team have gone totally against the grain of what's happening across the rest of the football world. It's like, you know, like we got, Hey, let's hurry up offense. You know, let's, let's not let the defense switch, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, quick scores. No, no, no. Let's do 21 play drives for a field goal and just waste quarters. I think um, it was the first time ever, Hugh. I almost interrupted your intro. You said, uh, Russ, R.I.P. It's not Russ. It's Pete Carroll. He's the one that's run out of town. Russ is the star. His name is on the marquee. Pete's time has come. He's 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 fucking old. He's fucking Biden old. He's very like, old. Sure, sure. He used to surf in 2013. <laughs> he can't keep showing that clip on Sunday Countdown. Telling me Pete Carroll's doing this. Okay? You know his jokes. You know his jokes. You know the sound that he made. If you ever watch NFL films, folks. I also watched NFL Countdown for the first time in forever. Yeah, I hadn't watched it in a while. Love the moment, right? Here. Great on it. <laughs> um, but if you ever watch NFL films of when the Seahawks lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and when Russ threw the pick in yep. the last play of the game, Pete Carroll. Oh, he's mic'd up, right? He makes a sound when it happens. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if that same thing happened now in his old age, I think we're, I think we're witnessing a heart attack on the sideline. I don't think he can handle it anymore. That's why he's running the ball so much. Yeah. Progressive new owners in Seattle, progressive city. Pete's the old man. His time's come. Had some success. Yeah. But let me tell you something. But Pete, the reverse Pete is Lee. happening in Pittsburgh. But Tomlin Pete- stays. Ben goes, Seattle, t- Russ stays, Carroll goes. Okay, here's what I'm predicting. They both go in Seattle. As in Pete's done, you know, you if you're 4 and 15 or 4 and 13, it's over. You know, you had your little Super Bowl run, you're 80, it's time. But I think when that happens, it's almost an obvious sort of rebuild type thing unless you get like unless you, unless you get an offensive coach that's like so offensive because I think that's where Russ wants to go. Did you did you see their game plan last night, man? They they ran they were running the ball on first and second down. They went three and out five times, and all five times, I believe, they had running plays on first and second down. It was like purposefully anemic. So I think it Russ like it was like Jonathan Moxon ignoring Bud Kilmer and Varsity Blues. Well, Russ should have ignored the calls and actually maybe as soon as they stopped letting Russ cook, it was over. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this game anymore. I think Russ is going to the Saints. I think Pete's going to retire. I think Big Ben should retire right now. And uh, and Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere because it's the you Pittsburgh. Think Russell Steelers. Wilson's going into the same division with Tom Brady. Come on now. I think he wants Sean Payton as a coach. How about that? Because him and Drew Brees play a pretty similar style game. They're the same size. They're accurate. High ball throwers. They don't have a gun, but they're accurate with a little loft to it. It's literally like very similar players. Don't ever ask me if I watch Monday Night Football again, okay? Yep. Sorry about that. I like to. It says something like episode 93. All right. Don't do it. Fair enough. Um, rest so, in- uh, so four and two. Four and two for me. Two and two oh for and you. Oh. Where's the honors go? Interesting. Huck, Huck make, breaks the tie. No, I'm giving you honors. You're no, seven no, no, no. and the last Huck two weeks. Is four and two's cherry picking. Huck, who, who goes first? You go first because you had it last week, right? You maintain. Yeah. Huck's a big golfer now. He's a member. He's a private uh, golfer. Honors, some private golf. Very important in private golf. Yeah. Semi-private. Yeah. Semi-private. Oh, favorite, favorite kind of private for Weird Mike. Favorite kind of private. <laughs> Semi-private. Opens up a whole thing. Like, what does that actually mean? Is it, you know, some days could be more 
than semi-private. Some days can be less than semi-private. And I like to thrive in the giant gray that Hewlett likes to live in. Whenever I go to the bathroom at the, at the cottage, it's semi-private. I'm not really much of a door closer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cottage, you know. Huck, get weird Mike out there, man. Nobody drops an 83 like Big, Big Ange, let me tell you. No asterisks. Yeah, like I said, we jumping right into it. You want me yeah, to jump right into it? Uh, giddy up, weird Mike. Here we go. Gambling donut. Seven or no. Hewlett said it. Said it twice, actually. I dropped the asterisks, and I haven't looked back since. To all the look who's talkers that may or may not have an asterisk beside their name in my ledger, I'm coming for you. I'm looking to get rid of that asterisk. We're going to win some cash. Have some beers over the holidays. All right. A um, couple of uh, Sri Lankan asterisks. Hewlett. Speaking of Vonicum. All right. A couple of questionable gimmies out there at Windance. Let me tell you. This <laughs> is why the Big Sri Lankan community. Are the Sri Lankans like hard? Like, or are they just giving you everything? Like, oh, you know, you're in the middle of the fairway. That's no, an easy no, no. approach. Take the par. <clears throat> Prison rules. You got to oh, be inside your putter grip. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. How big is your putter grip? Yeah, one guy became a, bu- a belly putter to get a longer uh, grip. To get a and, longer gimme? Yeah, and he, yeah, to get a longer gimme. <laughs> he, and then they, he, and then they barred it in the in the PGA, so they barred him on the course too from using it. <laughs> he beat you to it, eh? <laughs> no, man, I would never have messed with my putting stroke. All right. Um, we got the Colts minus nine, big number. Houston had their moment. Shock Tennessee. Everybody's talking, blah, blah, blah. Jets laid the boots to them. Guess what the Colts did? Hung 41 on the Jets. The Jets want to be the Colts. The Colts are the Colts and the Texans are the Texans. Fascinating. Minus nine. (laughs) Colts, not an outline. This is a fight off a back door, but I like it. Colts minus nine in doing what they need to do to keep pace with Huck's Titans. They might be two games back in the schedule, but have lost both head to head. So really they are three back. Huckster got that extra little cushion to work with. So a must win, a must come out and dominate. Had the champs on the rope. That was my biggest miss. I took a big swing on the Colts, you. Colts in Denver. I did a horseshoe parlay. Classic okay. weird Mike. Went with the horses. They're going to come through this week. It's Colts minus team. nine? Colts minus nine. Light smash. Light smash. Don't love the board this week, folks. Won't be putting massive loot, but that's a, that's a steady smash. We're calling it steady smash. Say one more time. Maybe I'll like it even less. Steady smash. <laughs> the Colts and are the Colts. <laughs> and and uh, I think these Southern QBs have a hard time in the chilly weather. Jalen Hurts back at MetLife against the Jets. Seven point fave, six and a half. Six and a half. Forget right about now. it. Give me the Jets and Wilson and trying to prove when nobody's watching that he could be the guy. That's when a lot of people do their best work, guys. So six and a half at home coming off his first road win. Good for the kid. Um, they covered a couple times on the road, including a couple wins. Too many points for an Eagles team that runs the ball and their QB turns the ball over. So that combination with a little Jets mojo by win rookies back stability. You know, everybody was bailing on Salah. Somebody saw something in the guy. All right. The guy's going to win four or five games. Yep. Okay. This could be one of them. Uh, could be a money line sprinkle. Game day. See how the injuries shake out. Uh, medium sprinkle. Jets plus six and a half. Steady smash. Colts minus nine. Weird picks. Seven and oh, last seven in picks. Seven and ten, 17 and 10 on the year. No asterisks. If you got one, I'm coming for it. Hugh, is it 17 and 10 or 17 and 15? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
Because we were about to get 15. I was about to get some messages. 17 and 15. 17 and 15 because you were 10 and 15. Then you picked Correct. five games to get back and you got back and now you're two up. Okay, 17, 15, 7 0 in the last few weeks. You should pay attention, folks. Weird Mike, when he's just medium steaming everything, he's got it. Plus, he got rid of the asterisk, which helps with karma. Give it the asterisk back in your life, folks. Karma goes a long way. Whenever I go make a huge ticket, if I see a homeless guy, that guy's getting five or 10 bucks because I need the Hewlett, karma. You're missing. I told you the difference between karma and an asterisk. They're not the same. Very similar. D- don't know. No, I disagree. Anyway. Okay. Well, you were honest, Mike. You were honest. And that's the karma we're looking for. Okay. All right. You played that's... that card. Now I got to agree. <laughs> okay. As far as your Colts pick, uh, I actually wrote down a teaser that I really like. And I haven't been playing too many teasers this week, but I are this season, but I'm going to be playing a pretty big one this weekend. I got uh, the following three teams on a teaser and I love it. I think you should follow me before my few picks. We're taking the Colts. At uh, minus three, probably, we're going to be taking the Vikings at a pick or like one, and we'll be taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by about four and a half. No, no, no. Get rid of that. Get rid of the Bucks. Get rid of that Bucks four and a half. They, that could easily be the second time they played. Tampa gave them fits week two. Or sorry, Atlanta gave them fits week two. Okay. Ryan's got this pesky Brady beef. Could easily lose that game by four, and Tom's happy. Yeah, you know what? That that was the last addition to the teaser. So maybe I'll just make it a two teamer. Two teamer. Or I get get an over. You know what? I almost went on the record with the over. You want an over pick? You toss it on there. Your seven points. You know, Cincinnati and the Chargers listed at over fifty. You get that at forty three. Yeah, that's not bad. Since since he scores some points. Um. Everybody's scoring on the Chargers. Broncos hung 28. Um, so anyway, food for thought there, my gambling buddy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the two teams are definitely going on the teaser. I'll post the teaser when I actually make it, but those two teams are definitely going on it. And uh, all right, QYOB Trice, let's do this. You. Okay. Our gold pick. We went four and two last week. We went four and two the week before. We are 38, 33, and one for the season. Let's start making you some goddamn more money. Here we go. Our gold pick. I am taking the Cincinnati Bengals. Minus three at home to the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers have not looked good going to the East Coast this year. They're a young team. Herbert's a West Coast guy from uh, played in Oregon, grew up on the West Coast, plays in L.A. now. Doesn't seem to be uh, doing too well in these one o'clock games. So uh, they lost to the Vikings. They've just had some trouble on the East Coast. And the Bengals, with their combination of their running and their passing and their defense playing well, uh, they're just firing on all cylinders right now. They're a young team that believes in themselves, and I love their quarterback. I like Bro to win this one. I don't even going to smoke the Chargers, but let's take them by a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, we'll take the Bengals. Very healthy when they need to be and uh, causing turnovers and just enough weapons to make it all work. Good young team. Remind me of a really young Dallas Cowboys from the early 90s. Pre-Super Bowl years, but same excitement. Okay, silver pick. We're taking the goddamn circle wagon Buffalo Bills. I'm on that football minus three. In the cold to the New England Patriots. Patriots are the hottest team in the league right now, scoring-wise, but they've been playing some really shitty teams or good teams that are pretty injured, such as the Hucks Titans. Uh, I think the Bills are just battle-tested. Mac Jones, still in his rookie year, looking good, throws a very catchable ball. But the Bills' weapons uh, and their experience, I believe, are the equalizer here as far as being a team together. Also, Mac Jones against this is probably the best defense that he's played thus far this year with the Bills defense. And uh, I just think that our two safeties are going to make Mac Jones' life more difficult than he's been used to. And even though Bill Belichick will probably try to make us run the ball a little bit more than we're comfortable with, Josh Allen's athleticism on third down will be the difference maker. And it's a big game for the Bills. They're battle-tested. Who's covering Diggs one-on-one? I know Jackson's good, but he can't cover Diggs one-on-one. Thus, Dawson Knox gets opened up because you got to roll coverage over to Diggs. 
I like it. Bills win by a touchdown. Call it uh, 27-20. Big win in Buffalo. Everyone's going crazy. Here we go. Okay, bronze pick. I'm taking the Las Vegas Raiders. Minus two and a half. Coming off the mini bye week at home to the pretty hot Washington football team. I just feel like uh, traveling to Las Vegas. Coming off the Monday Night Football win. Pretty... You know, long game, tough game against Seattle, big battle. And the Raiders with this extra rest, they'll be able to get their running game going against Washington. And I still don't think anyone can cover Darren Waller. Seattle didn't really take advantage of any of that last night. But uh, I think the Raiders, as they proved with the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving, they're still a problem on offense. And uh, I feel like the Raiders, a nice number, minus two and a half. Raiders win this game by about four, five, or six. Just enough to uh, cover the spread. Let's take the Raiders with our bronze pick. Okay, our uh, fourth pick. We are taking the San Francisco 49ers, minus three and a half in Seattle. This isn't recency bias, but Seattle's offense is nothing. They are, even in the games they've had success this year, They throw a couple of almost somewhat 50-50 high balls to Tyler Lockett, and that's that's it. They don't have a running game. They don't have any sort of coordinated passing game that's impressive. Russ also just doesn't look healthy, and the Niners are not the team that you want to play right now with a quarterback who can't complete short passes. The Seattle defense, while they got a bend-not-break thing going, that plays right into what the Niners want to do. <laughs> you want to give us five yards of play? We'll take it. And they're really good at that right now. So Trent Williams being healthy again for the Niners. He's the number one run run tackle in the league. Brought to you by Pro Football Focus. And let's make it he's a huge a monster. He's a monster. And he's going to monster the Niners right through the Seattle Seahawks, who I believe are flying home right now, uh, realizing that this era of Seahawks football is over. Take the Niners minus three and a half. I feel like that's a gift. It might go up to four. Even though Seattle used to be a bad home field, a good home field advantage, I don't think it matters right now. All right, another favorite. We're going to take the Vikings minus seven on the road in Detroit. Party's over in Detroit. This trying to win every week is tiring. (laughs) Trying to get that first win. Last week, they they really had it. And then they called two timeouts in a row to give the Bears the win. It's like the players are looking at the coaches like, man, are you guys even capable of coaching to a victory? I don't think the players are sure. I don't think the coaches like the players. I think everyone's now looking at maybe, hey, let's just try to get that first pick and turn this whole thing around. So Vikings are fighting for their playoff lives. They were a couple of turnovers away from really battling the Niners. They were up for a bit. So this is just a middle-of-the-pack team versus one of the worst teams in the league. Take the touchdown. They're not scared of Detroit. There's no home field advantage in Detroit right now. So that's a gift. Minus seven, no problem. Also, Madison's a pretty good replacement for Dalvin Cook. So they'll still be able to do their their uh, their run game. And the one underdog we're taking this week, it's on Thursday Night Football, probably pretty soon from when you listen to this podcast. We're taking the New Orleans Saints, plus four and a half at home versus the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, I don't really think the, the coach missing matters that much because I don't know what Mike McCarthy does during games. Maybe they'll be even better at game management. But this is still, for me, I, don't, I just don't think Dak's fully healthy yet from his injury. Cooper's coming off um, COVID, which whether he plays, it's not 100% playing, but I think he's going to play. We've got CeeDee Lamb possibly returning from his concussion protocol. I think he's playing, but it doesn't matter. The Saints aren't going to lose two primetime games in a row on Thursday night football. Also, it looks like Taysom Hill's starting, which I like because Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon is not it. And I got one of the best offensive coaches in the league preparing for a defense that's looked vulnerable, let's just say. And the Saints, to save their season, are going to keep this game close. They'll play a game plan, almost kind of like the Niners, these big, long drives that shrink the game. And, uh, yeah, and the Saints defense can hold off the Cowboys offense and keep this game close. I think Saints win this game by a field goal, close one. Let's take the Saints plus four and a half. Bills, Bengals, Raiders, Niners, Vikings, Saints. You, yeah, <clears throat> getting the uh, time check from Huckster. We're all clear. I'm digging in on the rebuttal, Hugh. Kind of got lost in the shovel last couple weeks. I was red hot. Do we here? 
he got off easy. Um, it's more nuggets actually for our audience. Um, your bronze pick, the Washington football team, short week, no kicker. What do you My do picks with that kicker? The Raiders. I don't even know that. I'm just yeah, yeah. I know. I'm saying the two and a half got some value. Yeah, that two. They're going for two. Shouldn't have got two. Anyway, I like that. I feel like the Hawks made them look good last night. I mean, I believe in Taylor Heineke, but God, the but you, Hawks are bad. But you don't necessarily have to. <laughs> right? You're going to say, I believe in something too. You should too. Let's see. I believe in Taylor Heineke, but you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe in, I believe in uh, Darren Waller and Max Crosby and the, what Vegas has going on right now. Like, you look at you playing that time change angle on oh, the Chargers. Cincinnati, 1 p.m., 10 a.m. It's cost me a couple times. Chargers come off looking amazing versus the Raiders, and they go lay an egg in Philly. Like anyway, they they have not been doing good in those one o'clock games. 10 a.m. for them. I like the over, as I mentioned earlier. Um, San Fran. I think they're going to lay the stomp. This is like kind of a hated blood rival. These guys always try and put each other down. And the Niners can smell blood right now. Yeah. So short week, long flight. A lot of questions, a lot of doubt, a lot of doubt. All right. A lot of doubt. Did you Shred see, of doubt. Did you see Shanahan yelling at Jimmy G after his pretty bad interception versus the Vikings? I yelling did. at him like the way a, a four year old man would yell at his seven year old for stealing a Snickers bar, like yelling at him. And then he walked away and Jimmy G had this look on his face like, Bro, like you've already publicly replaced me. Like I've, I, I've, like I've had a good attitude. Sometimes I throw those little soft softies. You know, just give me a break. It would have been a good conversation to have dubbed to record yeah. over. Yeah, actually, we should do that. I could TikTok that. I like. Um, I I like Saints at home Thursday night. Quick yeah. word. Uh, I got Sean back to back home versus games prime time. No coach. Uh, Minnesota, Detroit, Detroit should have beaten them. And yep. I think seven is too much. It's the one pick I don't like. They may do it. Don't like it. And uh, the, something weird's brewing in Detroit. Reverse home crowd. You said there's no home crowd advantage. There is for the visitor. The people yeah. are there to boo. Yeah. And people on the home sideline are like, yo, man, these people really pay 180 bucks to boo me. Fuck them, yo. Also, really great way for a Vikings fan to go see the game for like 40 bucks. So I could sense a lot of purple in that hey, stadium. Too. Any purple peach people eaters in southwestern Ontario, Leamington, Chatham, Essex, Sarnia, stand up, cross the blue water. Get yourself some Lions Vikings. Tilt that we're do- line. We're doing all the major shout outs. Episode 110, folks. Essex, Leamington, Cemetery Crew. What? Up? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, if it's the shout out episode, it's been a while for Montreal and the cousin crew. Hey, baby, hey. baby, Alex had a baby, yo. There you go. And it freakishly looks like him. She's a girl. He's a dude. And the baby is a horror movie. This is Costanza doll stuff for the Seinfeld fans. All right. This is a self admittance. He is freaked out by how much this kid looked like him, but she's a girl. Mike was talking about nuggets that he's given our audience, folks. I'm going to just relist four nuggets that we've heard during episode 110. He's a dude. She's a girl. The Colts are the Colts and the Jets are the Jets. Write that shit down, folks. You're not going to find this genius everywhere. All right. (laughs) Seven. No, no, you can talk about whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, Okay. The rebuttal's done. I got a truth of the week for you. And then, uh, oh, just quickly, man, my super ticket was looking really good. I had Jalen Waddle over 55 yards. He was over it in the first quarter. I had Jonathan Taylor catching three passes versus the Bucs because they can't run the ball, but they still want to get the ball in his hands. That was over in the second quarter. And then if you would have told me that the Bengals were going to beat the Steelers 41 to fucking three or whatever the hell it was, and Jamar Chase would have three targets, three catches for 38 yards. Well, I would have been like, I don't believe you. I feel like he would have had more. Anyway, I needed more, to get more spreads on those super tickets. You 65 too, yards, too, too many, 
props. You get six, seven props. You know, three, four spreads, two, three props. No, three, no, four I just props, I, two, I'm three just spreads, going. You know? I'm just going with what I like the most because this is why, folks. When, okay, I'm seeing the rage lately. Oh, I'm glad I remember this. Yeah, I'm seeing big, the rage. Uh, uh, big fan of rage, by the way. Big fan. I haven't seen the all the rage lately of all these anytime touchdown parlays and some of our favorite social media accounts post the ones that win. A lot of them don't. And that's because touchdowns are not quite as predictive as stats. So like I, I'm much more of a guy who wants who wants to predict that Jonathan Taylor is going to get three catches. If one of those catches happens to be a touchdown, great. But because of the excitement of what a touchdown is, a lot of people are picking these a bit more. They do win, but I'm going to tell you, you just, if you can pick from all of the games and pick a couple of stats, you're going to win more. So stats over touchdowns, they just happen more and they're more for sure going to happen. So if I could pick a stat more than I like a team to win or cover the spread, I like the stat. Jarvis Landry over four and a half catches, loved it. And I'm going to stay away from every Denver Broncos receiver. That's the last I touched Cortland Sutton. Anyway, moving on, we'll have a beautiful super ticket at Hughes talking on Instagram. You didn't, you didn't take the, you didn't take that game, eh, Hugh? Sunday nighter, Bronco flexed in. First flex of the year. Yeah, no, I did not take the game because I wanted Minus the Chiefs. 10. I wanted the Chiefs at like six and a half. I would have loved it. But uh, you throw them in your teaser. The only pick, the only, yeah, maybe. The only Minus pick. three. Like, the only pick to make, I think, is Denver. And I just didn't want to make it. Sometimes you can look at that, folks. Be like, hey, there's only one real play here. But you don't have to necessarily play it. Like I like the, you know, I'm a big Chiefs guy. I'm not taking the Chiefs by ten over a division opponent with a good secondary. Sunday However, night, Chiefs are going to win the game. So, do what you will. Maybe it is the teaser time. Teaser time. Okay. Uh, we just saw the Green Bay Packers smoke my gold pick. I'm going to stay away from the Rams on my gold pick. That's two that's lost and cost me perfect weeks. Uh. But something is happening in the league right now because I woke up on Monday and the whole world is in love with the Packers. Everybody. And folks, go check out a little time warp. One year ago today, what team was everybody in love with to win the Super Bowl? The Green Bay Packers. Now, Bucks, you know, they're sitting at fourth division lead, going to win the division. Not sure exactly where they'll head. Well, where they'll end up. Are the Packers going to get the bye? Are the Cardinals going to get the bye? Doesn't matter. In this week's Tuesday week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. It's all about to happen again. Green Bay's headed to the first seed. And Brady will probably have to play the wild card right Brady, he's 44 years old, might not just steam right into the playoffs looking like the all-world quarterback that he is because he knows you sort of got to make the tournament, win your division. Aaron Rodgers has been the best regular season quarterback maybe of my lifetime besides Peyton Manning. However, when push comes to shove and you're in the foxhole that is, that is the divisional round playoffs, that's where weirdos get weirder. That's where they run from the foxhole. One interception in the first quarter, and they're looking at their teammates like, I'm better than you. This is the guy that has made the Final Four the last two years and wants off his team to move closer to his girlfriend because he was hallucinating and thought that he might host Jeopardy one day. Okay, You're a quarterback. We talked about this last week. You should stay in Green Bay. However, looks like you're going to get the one seed or the two seed, and let me tell you who's coming to town second or third week of the playoffs. His name's Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they're going to be three to three and a half point underdogs again. And again, look who's talker nation. Myself as chicken little will be screaming to everybody. The sky is falling again. And the Bucks will beat them again and start the Aaron Rodgers drama for another year. But nobody cares because the Bucks will be moving on. Just want to let you know, because I love seeing around the bend. So before you drink the Green Bay Packers potion, Kool-Aid, whatever the fuck you want to call it, they're going to lose the Tom Brady's Bucks again. So just this is just basically to keep you to stay away from all Green Bay futures. It's a team sport. He wants off this team. And at some point in the foxhole, the division around playoffs, 
that will come back to bite him. Whereas Tom's the ultimate team guy and him and Leonard Fournette are going to run their way to the conference championship. I just like seeing around the bend and I can see what's happening and they don't have a clue. <laughs> They'll fall in love. And here's the bottom line. The Packers are going to lose. <laughs> that's a pretty good finish there. No. All right. That's it. I think, uh, I think Arizona has a chance to hold serve, maintain the buy, and that game scenario you just unfolded, it happens in the divisional. Yeah. That Either would way. Be... They're a three-point dog, and they went out right. Again. Sorry, Aaron. Just those tough games, they're not for you. Um, what, about, what about that chipmunk? Minus eight. Yeah. Chicago. I was just checking the injuries right before the show. Both of the key guys are still questionable. Yeah. Kyler Murray, optimistic to come back. DeAndre Hopkins, trending in the right direction. Whatever the fuck that means. But uh, so I, I can't touch that game, not knowing whether it's Colt McCoy or Kyler. I can't. But I, I agree with you. I'm, Arizona's, their schedule isn't too easy. It's not super hard, but it's right in the middle. Packers probably have an easier route, to be honest, just because the division's a joke. So. Hey, can we- can we um, can we give it up? You know, I do a lot of Billy B bashing on this show. 110 episodes brought to you by Huck Media. It's a lot of weird mic folks. Thank you. Um, Billy B has been under my bus for about 63 of these episodes today. He's driving it. How dare we question Cam or Mac in this training camp? Remember the training camp beef oh, yeah. or battle? That happened, and we're like, oh, my God, he made the wrong. Oh, my God, everybody, shut the hell up. I can't believe it was even a thought. Mike, I mean, I've been wrong on some stuff. I was wrong on the Packers, wrong on the Ravens. Not about right or wrong, just. No, but but when we had this conversation, I was very much pro Mac Jones because Cam Newton can't throw the ball, which is why I also picked the Dolphins on my Hugh picks last week because Cam Newton can't throw the ball. He was five for 21 with two picks. He had the worst quarterback stats since Joey Harrington. Joey Farvin Harrington. Yeah. Well, now he's the certified backup to the XFL's best ever player, PJ Walker. Yeah. Okay. Motherfucker can ball out. You want to talk about and one? This guy's a that kind of baller. And he's got the keys now. Plus, he's got the uh, the beige jacket from the XFL Hall of Fame. <laughs> hey, they're they're leaving, eh? They're getting they're going to the other Carolina. They got a new stadium going up. What? Uh, yeah, Carolina's uh, got a new stadium going. So they're and they're currently in North Carolina. They're currently in Raleigh. Yeah. And uh, you go ahead and thank who you want to, and I'll dig this up. Okay, you. Okay. Uh, yeah. B- big shout out. Uh, to all the people just sharing and liking our podcast, but the shares really help just expand the audience and get the reach out there. Jake Frisney, Chris McElhaney, James Duhamel, Mike Morrison, uh, Phil Nolan. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some people, but uh, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you all guys for uh, helping grow this podcast. I know the people at Huck Media and our girl Leslie really appreciate you too. Check out our friends at Bet Openly, uh, bet.openly. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I got the, I got the Ravens minus three for like even money 10 minutes before kickoff. Nice. Tasty. Saved, saved my whole day. So it was great, but, uh, yeah, bet openly and, uh, yeah, they're just awesome. Uh, they're down in Florida, big Niners fans. So I'm finally picking them with them this week and, uh, we'll see what happens there. Check out your futures right now is a great time before people start clinching playoff spots and clinching divisions. You get a little bit of extra vig right now uh, by picking your Super Bowl winners or your Super Bowl MVPs on futures right now. It's a great time to take it. You still get good value because no team's been eliminated from the playoffs yet. As soon as all these teams start getting eliminated, the variables change and all those numbers will go down. The bills will go from plus 700 to plus 450. Chiefs will go from 800 to plus four, 350. So just whoever you like, and hopefully it's not the Packers because they ain't going to do it. Uh, now's a good time before teams start getting eliminated and divisions start getting clinched. Just a thought. Remember to follow us on TikTok at Hughes Talking, H-U-S Talking. Same thing on Instagram. And uh, keep sharing, liking, and all that stuff. Big shout out to D-M-M-I-V. I think that's Roman numerals. 
the clear leader of our Team LTD and Ben Openly Point Spread Contest. He went five and one uh, again this week, and I believe he's winning our other. He's winning our other pool. Oh, no. Fire crutch, straight fire crutch. Just behind Visca uh, in our other pool. Shout out, Mike Visca. Anyway, I think that's it. Uh, Mike, you got anything to add? Yeah, the Carolina new oh, yeah. home is going to be Rock Hill, South Carolina. They're leaving the state amidst all that turmoil uh, with that former owner, some racial and sexual allegations, uh, all the stadium, one of the oldest in the league, uh, South Carolina, up and coming state, little tech hub. They're making like a Google compound, some commerce, but Rock Hill is a border city. So it still borders North Carolina. It's not too far from large populations of Carolina fans. So it's funny because you know. Carolina's got a pretty good home field advantage. I've heard I heard one of my favorite podcasts to listen to for stuff like this for all of our gambling stuff straight out of Vegas. These good guys from Vegas and it's all it's all gambling. No bullshit. They were talking about how San Francisco and Washington, two teams that used to have great home field advantages, moved away, moved out of the city and RFK Stadium was right down, down, right downtown D.C. Now they're out in the burbs. And San Francisco Who's on the burbs, Washington, There's FedEx good, Field, that's, buddy. That's still that's Landover Field, man. They are in the same stadium. Is it the same stadium? The sloppiest track in the league. Bro. Okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe this season ticket holder like dynamic changed because they were just talking about how it's a quiet stadium now. Yes. And and then they were comparing, and then they were talking about Santa Clara, where you got non-football international fans going to the wine and cheese parties that are happening during the second and third quarters. Like it's quiet. It's, it's, it's almost become like a Niners faithful, but like Bill's game in Toronto where like, there's just sort of constant weird buzz throughout the whole game. No one's paying attention. Remember when the bills lost the AFC championship game, 10,000 people in a pandemic met them at the airport. When the Niners lost the, the NFC championship game or when the Niners lost, whatever the Super Bowl. Four people were at the airport and one guy was like an airport worker. <laughs> hey, hey, that was a generalization that Western New York is the same as Silicon Valley, Jeff. There is far more to do. And, uh, and, and, you know, yeah. place A over place B. I love place B, but don't compare what, the people. But what they were talking about is how bills, you're still getting two and a half, three points regardless, because if they're at home, but some teams, the sharp, sharp betters are not giving them that anymore. The 49ers at home getting like one and a half points. Uh, and it's just because the dynamics have changed. So Miami, same thing. People love playing in Miami. The road team's almost at an advantage. It's just gorgeous down there. Not a loud stadium. One and a half points, maybe two. So something to watch. Home field ain't what it used to be unless you are kind of in small town football world. Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Green Bay, Buffalo. In, in, in which case you've said you want no part of and your Lincoln Riley bounce out of the middle best to the coast and those bright lights. Sure, man. A hundred million dollars, a free house. Fuck. Oh, also, he's got a private jet for him and his family to use unlimited. And they threw in David Putney because he how, fucking said so. How much to make a million dollar parlay? He would have to put down like two G's to make eight game two G parlay. Does that get us to a mill? Dude, I was making my super ticket. Okay. And I, 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 had, I had done pretty well because of Michigan. Right. So I had a bunch of extra money to play with. I was through threw down 150 bucks almost on the super ticket us. And if I, there was like two more things I added and suddenly the ticket was worth $110,000. <laughs> so you don't need much, just need a couple more variables. You make a $250 ticket with like a whole bunch of kind of pickums and slight dogs. If that ticket's got nine things on it, you're up there. Half a million, maybe. Anyway, we're going to load some big super tickets this weekend. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, things you'd like us to talk about on uh, episode 111 or things that you'd like us to answer throughout the week on our various Instagram accounts, we can do that. Send us the questions. Remember to DM your six picks. Uh, even if you're, you haven't competed all year, we're giving away 25 bucks Canadian weekly. Uh, to use at Bet Openly, as well as the top three winners from our contest. 
Uh, we'll get Team LTD prizing. Check it out. Uh, any last thoughts for Shut the Hook Up? Titans got the week off next week, so they're going to come back strong. How about that? Weird Michael? Colts minus nine. And the Jets plus six and a half. May the winners be yours. Keep staying hot, folks. Thanks for listening. Bills, Pats, Monday Night Football. Whatever you're doing, cancel your plans. AFC Game of the Year. Here we go. Yeah.